Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When it's love you Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday when we play jams that reached the top of the Billboard's charts on this day in history. I'm not, I don't think I've ever heard this song before. Oh, man, this is pure nostalgia for me. This right at the time I watched this movie with my grandparents, I think. This and movie. And it's, it's, all of it is none of it's good. None but because the, I was movie? the right age <laughs> and it was like such a big deal at the time, but it was, it was right age where I'm like, oh, it all works. So the movie was a big deal back then. It uh, was a big deal, but it wasn't a good movie. Oh, big deal, but not star a good studded. Movie. <gasps> star studded. Wow, I don't know. I can tell you, this is Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Man, this is star studded. What movie was this? Too. Three Musketeers back oh, in '93. Come on, with Kiefer Sutherland, yes. Charlie Sheen, and Chris O'Donnell. Yes, terrible casting. And that was them, like early, like them. That's the uh, beginning of their real. And this is not supposed to. It wasn't supposed to be a comedy, was it? No, but this is like the <laughs> thing yeah, is, yeah. it's all for love. Is it supposed to all for one and one for all? It's one for all wow. and all for love. Well done, Patrick. It is. It's so everything about it is terrible. But oh I love my it. goodness. I want to say as possible. I've never seen that movie, and thank the Lord, I've never oh, seen you it. You don't. And the best part about yeah. it is, you, I just named those three. Do you know who the fourth guy is? You know, there's four like actual musketeers, not three musketeers. Wow, Oliver Platt, Come really, on. really sticks out like a sore thumb on that movie poster. Man, I I cannot believe <laughs> that we had terrible. a three musketeers reference on yeah. the show, the movie reference. I mean, well, you know, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. Now that you bring it up, I'm trying to think. You I, didn't. I don't think I ever saw it. I never saw it. And I like a lot of bad movies. No, and I mean, there was a 2011 one, I think, too, that's also bad. I don't know if they've ever made a good Three Musketeers movie. It's fair. Okay. Yeah. Nah, you could be right about that. I can't remember yeah. one. Not That's so that. crazy. I would have never got that. <laughs> never no. would I have gotten that. The, the, the song, though, is perfectly cheesy for the time Oh, period. it's so 90s. Like, yeah. It's, when you well, had to have a song for the movie. He's dripping. And they were like, well, it's the Three Musketeers, <laughs> so we have to get three guys to sing it. <laughs> yeah. Just beautiful. And I would, I would love to know the, the scene in the movie where they decided to play that song. Because, I mean, that was especially cheesy. Oh, it's so over the top. <laughs> the music oh. video for it, too, great, too, because they're all like coming in like, hey, man, haven't wow. seen you. Like, none of you are friends. <laughs> I'm very thankful you didn't use that movie for Thank- midweek movie. movie. Oh, yeah, no, we would have missed that. I, no, not missed it. I'd have been. Oh, I'd have been in pain most of that show listening to those very cheesy Kiefer 90s. Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, just yeah. pull up that movie poster in your free time and enjoy it. Rebecca De Mornay was in there though. Hey, Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, she was hey. in there. Rebecca De Mornay started off in kind of like in soft porn, I believe. Very much so. 
And then she actually I'm made seeing, the transition. I think I saw every movie she made. Mm-hmm. She started off <laughs> yeah. in like soft core porn. Very hard to make the transition back to mainstream entertainment. But Rebecca De Mornay, I believe, is one of those who did it. Yeah, she did well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. She did well. Is that Risky Business, right? It Rebecca was. Risky Business. Ooh. Yeah. Man, nice. <laughs> she will always be remembered forever. I love this and one Rebecca right here. De Mornay. And I would agree. Mm-hmm. Puss in Boots is the best musketeer. He's oh, never been touched. Is Puss in Boots basically based around the musketeer he, thing? He, he is a, a musketeer. He's a musketeer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, he walks around with his sword and he just... Do that, what's that noise again? <laughs> I can, it's like Zorro. <laughs> I like how you rolled the tongue, too. Yeah, Good for you. Zorro. Uh, nice. Puss well, in Boots has well, never been touched. Well done. Uh, you hear that Eddie Murphy's upset now. Because yeah, he thinks he Donkey, he wants Donkey to have his own movie franchise now. He thinks Donkey was, and Donkey was funnier than Puss. Why did Puss get the Puss in Boots get the movie instead I, of Donkey? I don't know. Maybe cost less. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, because yeah, Eddie is that dude. Yeah, and who is the uh, the voice of Puss in Boots? Uh, Antonio Antonio Banderas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's kind of big. He's not as big as Eddie though. Not anymore. But the movie would be funnier with Eddie. Well, donkey movie would be funnier than. Puss I would and love Boots to movie. have a donkey movie. I'm I think that would be, be great. I'm not saying Puss in Boots wasn't funny because I haven't seen it. You've seen it, but I'm saying multiple times. Donkey would be funny because Donkey's funnier even in the Shrek movies. Oh, for sure. Based on. Yeah. And and Eddie's funnier than Antonio Banderas all day every day. And by the way, I'm a big Antonio Banderas fan. Who's not? Well, you, you better be. You better be. <laughs> you better be. You better be. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, Mark Cuban. I don't know. Maybe Mark Cuban is an Antonio Banderas fan. He's definitely a Kyrie Irving fan. Uh, Which is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because he's Jewish. Well, that's one of the reasons. There is some. There, yeah, there are some reasons why that, people guess, don't like him. Yeah, I guess that could be one of the reasons. Yeah. Uh, well, he made the Kyrie Irving trade, and he came out uh, recently and spoke to the media for the first time about the Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. trade, and he seems to be really excited about it. And Kyrie, by the way, did uh, land in Dallas yesterday. We saw that little nugget. Um, he said, "Quote." Uh, he says here the opportunity. To get another player like Kyrie that's transcendent, Mm -hmm. this would give us the best backcourt in the NBA. We are probably the best ball handler in Luka, and now we feel like we have the second best as well. He said that creates unique opportunities, puts a lot of pressure on the defense, allows us to rest Luka more when Kyrie's on the court. We really think it's going to be good for us. Both of them uh, just like to win. They'll hit the hot man. They'll move the ball. I don't think either one feels like, okay, I have to score all the time. I know with Luka, it's always been go with the hot hand and let's just win. Kyrie's the same way. So he's really excited about it. Um, He's basically talking about, you know, the – the on-court dynamic between the two, which I said yesterday, and I think Patrick agreed, I think it's going to work on the court. I'm not really concerned about whether they're going to have good chemistry and whether it'll work between uh, Luka and Kyrie. I think actually it's perfect. They need a ball handler, mm-hmm. and they need someone to help shoulder the burden offensively. They love iso ball. I found some more numbers about Kyrie and um, his time with the Nets. But you go look at it. Kyrie is a great ISO player, and the really the Mavs are the team that leads the NBA in ISO opportunities, yeah. in ISO plays. So they play a lot of ISO ball, and if you look at you know over the last I don't know three years or so, Kyrie Irving has also remained one of the best ISO players in the league. So essentially, they're just gonna you know take turns, yeah, kind of 
tag teaming the ISO opportunities with the Mavs, and it's going to be up to the defense to pick your poison. You're going to let Luka beat you today, or you're going to let Kyrie beat you today, because that's basically what their offense is going to be, and then they're going to sprinkle in a little Christian Wood within the offense. That's it, and it should make them, honestly, one of the top offenses in the league. Well, again, theoretically, I agree with you on the offensive side of the ball, but the part that really drives me nuts is who's going to play defense out of that group. That is the biggest thing for me because I I got texts from Dallas Mavericks fans all through the night last night, and they were like, we need defense, we need defense. And I was like, well, the object of the game is to outscore your opponent. So if you score one more bucket than your opponent does because you've got two of these guys that are – are deadly with the ball in their hands is going to give you a better chance. But I do agree if they can if they can play a little bit of defense because we've talked about Jason Kidd and his thoughts and how he designs his team. If they can get a little bit of help on defense, I think this might be a big move. And if we go out there and we saw start seeing some struggles and some changes between these two. Then we'll go back and reassess it. But I think the Mavericks did a great job of getting a player, and the fans have been begging for it. Remember, there was a sign of somebody painted in on a mural mm-hmm. in Dallas where he was hold, uh, Luca was holding up a sign saying, we need help, I need help. And Mark Cuban was not happy with the, the mural, but what did he do? He went and got him some help. He did. Oh, yeah, and he's tried multiple times now. Yep, right? After yep. the Chris Porzingis experiment failed, now again he is trying to at least convince Luca, hey, you need to stay with us because we're always going to build a championship contender around you. And, you know, some people are concerned, and I think you were one of the people concerned hard about the dynamic between the two. So as Luca leads the NBA in average time of possession, um, 9.6 minutes, also leads the NBA in seconds per touch. It's six point three seconds. He is second in dribbles per touch. So yeah, he's he, the ball is all a usage rate. He's among the league leaders in usage rate. He, the ball stays with Luca, all yep, right. Period. Yep. And some people are concerned that well, if you have a ball dominant Luca, then a ball dominant Kyrie, how's it going to work? Truth is, Kyrie is not as ball dominant as people think. Right. Look at those same numbers. I said Luca leads the NBA in every time of possession, nine point six minutes, seconds per touch, six point three seconds, and second in dribbles per touch with five point five. Uh, uh, and if you go look at it though, and he's fourth in touches per game with ninety point five. So usage rates are through the roof. Kyrie Irving, those same numbers. He's twenty second in time of possession, forty first in seconds per touch. He is 53rd in dribbles per touch. Not as ball dominant as people would think, especially not as ball dominant as a Luka is. So I do think that they could make this thing work between Luka and between Kyrie. It's all about Kyrie's ego and whether Kyrie's going to decide that he wants to be the superstar and he wants the blueprint to revolve around him. I don't think he'll be that guy because he's actually had a pretty – good resume on court of working with those stars like KD, like a LeBron, Jason Tatum, whoever you want to name, the list goes on and on. It's just he uh, starts to voice his displeasure off the court, and then the the off-the-court stuff starts to affect the the on-the-court chemistry. Agreed. Agreed. It it does change the dynamic quite a bit when the the off-the-court stuff tries to seep into Mm -hmm. what's happening on the court because then it becomes the, the distraction. And that is something that he does not need to be while playing in Dallas. They've already gone through a lot. Mark Cuban has is, is done a, a decent job. But we've all talked about the fact that he, he had an opportunity to build a dynasty, and he broke it up. 
when he helped Dirk Nowitzki and he brought in Jason Kidd and they had that opportunity because then they got rid of Tyson Chandler. They started selling off all the parts that helped them win a championship. And now it's like, what are you going to do next? Are they thinking this is going to be the one to get them over the top? Or is there another move that needs to be made to finish it off? We don't know. We just need to see what happens when they get together and if they're both can stay healthy. Because don't forget, Luka's out right now because he's dealing with an injury. That's true. And Kyrie Irving only played, he only played 143 out of, what, 278 exactly. possible regular season games with the Nets. So he didn't play. Him and, KD, him and KD only played together, I think, 74 out of 206 games. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and there's a whole, you know, there was a whole he wasn't going to get the vaccine, so he couldn't play for half of a mm-hmm. season, over half of a season there. Mm, that's true. Like, there's stuff in there that it's, it is his decisions, but it's also put into he could have been available, so it wasn't necessarily injury history. So Good point. It, it's, it's in a different world. But he's had that a lot where he sat out games because of whatever he's been suspended. He's had other stuff. I, I think that you're going to see a team that will work together for the time being. I think Luca's three point numbers might go up a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah. you're going to have to, you're going to see them have to play off him a little bit and collapse down when Kyrie takes the ball to the paint. And when you see that, Christian Wood and Luca could be very, you know, get a lot more wide open three pointers, and that's something that both those guys can nail. Yeah. And right now, there's not as much of that just because it's only Luca. Yeah. He's always driving, so the threes he's taking are normally five feet behind the line with a guy on him. Yeah. So yeah, his that. numbers may go up a little bit there. I, I'm excited to watch it. Me too. Uh, I, I am. Wait. We're all worried about the defense if they're going to be able to put put enough to stop some of these other big name teams, and especially when you get to the playoffs. But for the Mavs, I don't think they had many other choices. I think the sit around and hope for it to work in free agency thing has never worked for the Mavs in the history of Mark Cuban owning this team. So if you go, hey, man, we've got a relatively low price for a superstar. Yep. A first-round pick that we're hoping will be a high first-round pick because 2029, Luke will still be in playing well at that point in six years. So we hope to still have Luka and still be there. And we gave up a role player, basically. Yeah, we gave up two role players, and one of which was Dinwiddie, who is a starter, but he was coming off our bench. So, for that to get a Kyrie Irving level player, you have to jump at if you're the Mavs because you don't really have like the Lakers could play harder ball because they go, oh, we have a better, we have a decent enough shot to go get him in free agency. Like yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if season. he wants to come to L.A., we'll get him. We're the, we're the Lakers. That's the reason people hate us. It's because we always find a way to get our guy in the free agency, but. The Mavs don't have that. No, nah, I totally agree about the Mavs don't have that. And, yeah, they have to, you know, take a shot, go all in. And I, I'm not mad at them at all for what they did. They, it's a risk, uh, but if, no risk it, no biscuit. Like Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, say, that's right. right. No risk it, no biscuit. And hope is not a strategy. So they did what they had to do, and I, I can't wait to watch it. It'll be really compelling drama to uh, watch unfold for the NBA. All right, real quick, before we get out of here, because we got uh, uh, the coaches show with Vic Schaefer coming on. No doubt. Uh, after us at 630. Matter of fact, that is live at Pluckers. West yeah, Campus. Live at Pluckers, Pluckers. Rio Grande. Yep. Beautiful thing. So West Campus, Pluckers, get out there, and you can hang out with uh, Coach Schaefer. I'm sure he's uh, he's brought out some of the, the entourage with him as well, getting out there and support the uh, the ladies of her Texas women's basketball. And he did say 10000 for tomorrow night, ten thousand. If ten thousand fans show up, he's going to give ten thousand dollars to the neighborhood Longhorns. Um, is that tomorrow so, or is that the last game of the season? I thought it was for tomorrow. It might be tomorrow. I know he's done it for the last game of the season as yeah, well wow. for Baylor. So I know he's done it for that one. But yeah, if he, it may be for next one too. Yeah, I'm sure he will tell us. 
Sure, oh, yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, but yeah, he's yeah. It's ten thousand dollars. If if ten thousand people show up to the Moody Center, then he will give ten thousand dollars charity. Man, yeah, Vic Safe's the real deal. Yeah, he <laughs> he's is. The, he is truly the genuine article, man. Puts his literally putting now his money where his mouth is. You're right. <laughs> it's the home finale. That's what it I is. It the home finale yeah, against, yeah, against Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, so uh, real quick before we get out of here because we, uh, we can't wait to uh, hear what Vic Schaefer has to say on the uh, the coaches show coming up next uh, with Craig Way. Is Craig Way? Craig Way's on it. Yep. Yep. Yes. yes Craig, sure. Craig Way, the voice of the. Longhorns. Uh, okay, let's talk about LeBron James for a couple of minutes here, gentlemen. Do you think LeBron James breaks the record tonight? I believe so. You do? I believe so. He's 36 points to do it. TNT is in the house. It's a big game, and he's still trying to make it to where they can get into the playoffs. They got a battle to be into the playoffs. Yeah, so It's going to be a struggle. So it's all about the win. I know you talked about are they going to feed him? Or is he going to be looking for a shot? LeBron's going to be looking for a shot because he's been scoring a lot of points here lately, period. He has been. It, it, it's, he's been carrying his team because he's been very efficient with his shooting. So I'm, I'm looking at him breaking it, and I said he's going to break it with a three-pointer. Okay, you got three-pointer. Uh, Patrick, your thoughts? Break I think he breaks it, and I think he puts up a lot of points tonight. I think <laughs> he goes hard at it, and they focus the offense around him. What's the shot he breaks it on? Because oh, Harsh had three-pointer. Tomahawk, Tomahawk dunk. dunk. Tomahawk yeah. dunk. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm if going. If they don't get back in transition, he'll be able to do so. I'm going <laughs> step back, fadeaway ISO is Ooh. how he breaks right. the record. Don't do it on the free throw, LeBron. If you, you can break the free throw, miss that damn <laughs> yeah, free throw. Yeah, get it back and dunk yeah, that yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Uh, all right, uh, happy anniversary, fellas. Happy anniversary. And uh, thanks I to guess. all the uh, the folks out there on the Specs text line and the listeners congratulating us. Uh, you're a part of this. We love you guys. We really do mean that. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. Uh, take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. We got the coaches show with head coach Vic Schaefer coming up next with Craig Way, the voice of Longhorns, live from the Pluckers on West Campus. Get out there if you can. Peace.